There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. News from the Krabby Coffee Shop is brought to you by AimHighConstructionMN.com and by Mid-Minnesota Motorhead Car Club on Facebook. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. She can really sound pleasant, can't she? Yeah, that's uh, that's our boss from my talk. That's she's Amy Daniels. It, yeah, she's faking it. That pleasantry is fake. I uh, <laughs> I used to ask her to call me and talk to me on the phone, but she never did. Oh. Just talk about anything. I don't care, Amy. Whatever you want. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's, she never that's, did. That's pretty creepy. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I didn't mean it to be creepy, but once I did it, I realized, yeah, that's a bit creepy. You said Here's it, a, and you went, ooh. Yeah, here's exactly. A, here's a tip when dealing with Amy. Um, don't ask her randomly, out of the blue, if that's a new wig. Uh, she does not like that. She doesn't think it's funny. <laughs> she does uh, not d- wear a wig, by the way, but Jason says that she does. Oh. And so that's his big joke. It looks, it's kind of a wig-ish. <laughs> it's not a wig. It wig-ish. is It's really stiff, and it doesn't move when she moves her head. It just kind of stays. No, that's her hair. It is her hair. She just has curly of, hair. Of hair. That she has to tame every day. It's very full of body. It's heavily dyed, though, right? Yeah. Oh, for God's sake, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I dye my hair. You do? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you if do? you dye your hair, why can't I, every time I bring up the fact that I'm going to dye my beard. John, by the way, what do you think about dyeing beards? Are you done with d- that? I'm, I don't, I don't want to dye mine. I don't care if somebody else dyes theirs. You don't have a hard time looking at that mug in the mirror every day and oh. going, holy crap, look at how old I am. It's that great. Put- so is my hair. What are, I, what are you going to do? I'm you- old. Kenny, I told you to go get Just for Men. Just for Men. Yeah, it's it's not the kind you have to look for the kind that just makes it salt and pepper. And yeah, that that'll look good on you. So you, Kenny, obviously you're offended by your own beard that it's turning gray, and this is that the problem. I, I, yeah, yeah, it bothers me. Wow, you really appear to have a problem with this just by your reaction there. It didn't bother me until we started using these cameras to communicate, and now I have to look at myself all day, every day, and it drives me crazy. I mean, radio used to be for people who didn't want to be on camera. I totally agree. Right. You look at yourself in the mirror in the morning, brush your teeth, and that's the last time you see yourself, and it's awesome. It was great. We could be monsters behind the scenes. Speaking yeah. of using cameras, Kenny, the first thing he said when he saw me today was that I looked sickly and gaunt. Does <laughs> <laughs> I don't you understand. Look, you look, uh, yeah, thin well, okay. and a little gray. Thanks. Little Thanks. Gray. I wish I was thin. Anyway, uh, we didn't mean to talk about any of this today. We're already <laughs> off the rails. Um, we're going to do a bunch of stories, and then towards the end, uh, I really want to uh, get into this ghost thing with you, Don. Okay. Because I have, I have questions and maybe an admission um, but, John, you've got a, a delightful sto- uh, story to kick things well, off. 
I don't know if it's delightful. It involves uh, something perhaps we don't always talk about in, in you know, normal company. Flatulence. Oh. Farting. Yeah. Breaking wind ranks as the most common gas-related stomach issue, according to a new study. However, uh, the cause of all this, according to the study, may surprise you. The researchers say a poor quality of life, stress, anxiety, and depression appears to be to blame for several gas-related symptoms. Oh. Is that why you fart so much, Don? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe. The study finds that more than four in five people, 81.3%, say uh, their most common, common stomach issue is farting. Other yeah. gas-related symptoms include stomach rumbling, belching, and bad breath. Survey of 6,000 people in the U.S., United Kingdom, and Mexico finds uh, that abdominal distension or a swollen tummy and bloating abdominal pressure are also common ailments. Uh, only about 11% of the poll reported experiencing no gas symptoms at all during the 24-hour period the survey examined. On average, respondents dealt with three different gas issues across a 24-hour window. Uh, these people were all between the ages of 18 and 99. They said their body mass index, exercise habits, emotional well-being, and quality of life over the past seven days also affected their gas. The results showed that higher IGQ scores had a connection to lower mental health. That means the more gas, you have lower mental health and quality of life. Are? The oh. dumber you are and you have a bad quality of life if you have more gas. According to this study. Oh, IGQ Sim score? Is that That's your right. gas IGQ score? is intestinal gas questionnaires <laughs> that they filled out. <laughs> Simply put, according to the study, more feelings of stress, anxiety, and depression lead to more gastrointestinal trouble. Just looking at myself in the camera, I look like somebody who farts a lot. <laughs> See, that's, that's what the camera is good for. You can evaluate. Oh. Okay, so let's get down to the brass tacks here. None of that. I, I didn't find any of that interesting. Oh. Um, what, what I want to know from the two of you, and, yeah. and I want to start with John, how uh -oh. long did you date your current wife, your only wife, the wife My that will wife, be yours yeah. till the day you part? Um, yes. How long did you wait before you started cutting, as Patrick would say, cutting the wind frequently? <laughs> oh, boy. I would guess it was probably a couple months. I'm pretty shy, so. Yeah. And was, what about... Do, do you want to talk about her or not? Does She's, she? Uh, she would hate this, but luckily she never listens. She's extremely gassy. So, oh, really? She's a and gassy gal. Does she have any qualms about cutting them loose in front of you? Nope. None whatsoever. None at all. None whatsoever. Not in fact, she may announce it from the next room. Oh, so, here comes one. Oh just gosh, just to make sure I, uh, I know it, it's uh, going to happen. What I like as an icebreaker when I meet somebody new or I walk into an, an, a meeting where I know it's going to be uncomfortable, uh, the first thing I say is, hey, who wants to pull my finger? Uh, and I found that that really lightens the mood. Yeah, it's um, good. I'll bet you it was a year before I let one loose in front of the roommate. Yeah. Um, I just I couldn't do it. And she still doesn't on purpose. Right. But occasionally really? one slips. Mm. And it's always a funny little girl fart too. They're not they're not the big raunchy trucker farts, you know, that go on for right, a few seconds. Right. Uh, but I'm really, really 
curious about you, McLean. Yeah. What, what's it like in the uh, MC McLean uh, household there? Oh gosh. Well, here's I never do it on purpose. Like as yeah. you said, like it'll be um, just a, an accident, and it'll be very small little blip girl and i hate it i get so embarrassed now one time i got really embarrassed and started laughing and then it was just like a machine gun you know it's just like it's a disaster and i couldn't stop and he just stood there because he's so funny with a completely straight face and he was like oh my god what is happening he's like what what is wrong with you? And he just never cracked a smile, which made me laugh even more. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's like oh. if I'm going, if I'm getting up, it usually happens. Or if I'm going up the stairs, I'm like, "Oop, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry." And he laughs so hard every time. He also just, admits oh. that when I leave the room, he lets out. He'll say like, "I just let out the biggest like yeah. trumpeting." Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. lasted like ten seconds. And uh, after I come back from the bathroom or something, he's, I'm like, that's all where, right. That's where I was going next. Sometimes, even though I have no qualms about cutting loose, sometimes I know it's going to be a whopper, a room clearer, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll step outside or uh, run run to the base. I got to go, uh, I'll be, uh, yeah, I got to be right, yeah, and, <laughs> and just stand there. And actually, I have to put a hand up on the wall <laughs> oh and kind God. of brace myself. <laughs> <laughs> don't oh want to take gosh. off. Oh my so, gosh! So, yeah. uh, do you have any uh, witty quips after you cut one loose? Me? Here, yeah. Here's what I'm going to give okay, you. Okay, I have the... nothing other than being completely embarrassed and ashamed. Okay. Next time this happens, um, and you accidentally do this, just say, "Oh, that's going to itch when it dries," and you'll get a. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's uh, yeah. You'll get a a hearty, hearty laugh. Uh, oh my gosh! I think that's all I had on farts. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't have any more fart stuff. Sorry. Kind of sorry I opened that book, but okay. Great <laughs> thank start, you, John. guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I have a story about the Rolling Stones, uh, and it's coming from Paul McCartney. If you'd like to hear that. Yeah, please, okay. please. All right. So. Um, He's going to need an umbrella because he's throwing a lot of shade out there. Uh, He had an interview with the New Yorker, and he called the Rolling Stones a blues cover band. (laughs) John, what do you think of that? He's not wrong if you listen to the first couple albums. I mean, that's what they did. Yes. They covered American blues. Right. (laughs) So also in April 2020, he was talking with Howard Stern and Howard Stern likes to bait him, you know, and he yeah. said yeah. he thought the Beatles were better than the Stones. And uh, he said they're rooted in the blues. Uh, when they're writing stuff, it has to do with the blues. We had a little more influences. They were a lot of differences. And I love the Stones, but I'm with you. The Beatles were better. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, you know, Not- Mick Jagger responded back then and called McCartney a sweetheart. So he's killing him with kindness, I guess. Oh, they love each other. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So what do you make of uh, this quote that I just heard here in the last couple of weeks that uh, McCartney, um, blames isn't the right word, um, attributes everything he did with the Beatles or something, something, something to Little Richard. 
Oh, John, did yeah. you hear that? I, what do you think? I, I, of that? Well, I've heard, I've heard him say that before. Yeah, certainly. Does Little Richard well, deserve that much praise? Oh my God, yes. Are you he kidding does? me? Yes. Okay. Uh, and every uh, McCartney, I think, is one of the great screaming vocalists in rock and roll history. And all of that comes from Little yeah. Richard, like the song "Oh Darling" by the Beatles, "I'm Down." All yeah. those songs with the great McCartney vocals. That's Little Richard being channeled into something else. Yeah, I it think is. Yeah, huge influence on, S- on him. So if you had one guy appearing uh, one night, uh, Little Richard is appearing at the Caboose tonight, and Chuck Berry is in the main room, oh. and you've got to make a choice. <laughs> Which show do you go to? Uh, I would take Chuck Berry because I'm a guitar player, and, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. he kind of wrote the book on Rock see, and roll guitar. To me, Little Richard is Las Vegas. I mean, yeah, he's that's what rock I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah, rock and I, roll I'm Liberace. Sh- it, it's, yeah, it's show I want to see the show. I want to see the showmanship. You know. All right. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah he, I would say showmanship is huge yeah. for him. Yeah. Which band do you like better, Don? Beatles or Stones? Beatles for sure. You do. Yeah. I, I think I might like the Dirty Stones better. Okay. Just because they're dirty and grimy and sweaty and <laughs> gross and uh-huh. not polished. And you see yourself and, in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm one of those guys. Well, Good or trash, so, yeah. They are. Yeah. See, now, I, I don't want to turn this into a music show, but I disagree. They're a pretty polished rock and roll band. They're, Do you think uh, Not like the all... Beatles, but, you know. But have they always been polished? I think certainly since... 1970 on beggars see, banquet starting with that i look at the stones and, and i see guys like who might occasionally forget to take the needle out of their arm when they well, hit the stage you know what i mean no. yeah i i know what you mean yeah have you seen any of their concert videos lately they are the stones? Rock oh yeah, yeah 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 the last 15 right. years i mean it's yeah. just a machine up there just a rock and roll machine you know which song i continually go back to is uh, um, s- uh, something rape murder with just a shadow? What's that song? Just a shadow. Shadow way. Tales of Give me shelter. Give me shelter. Give me shelter. Yeah, uh, with the famous backup singer, um, Darlene. Yeah. Darlene. No, it wasn't Love. Darlene Love. It was no, it was. Um, oh, why do you do this to me? Uh huh. Johnny on the spot. Yeah, and I can't think of her name, but John, I know it. Don, don't say anything until he thinks about it. We're just going to sit here quietly. Okay, and watch yeah, I, John, I certainly you don't know. You know what's going to happen, don't you? <laughs> He's going to the computer. Do okay. You've heard the story, right? I mean, yeah. you know the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. The and I love the story. Basically. Yeah, and I learned that from one of the greatest movies I've ever yes. seen, and I've watched it a hundred times. I think it's called 20 Feet Away from Stardom. That's or it. something yep. like that. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful movie. It's all about backup singers. Yeah, Mary Clayton, uh, Mary Clayton, Mary including Clayton. a lot of the gals that worked for Phil Spector, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because boy, talk about uh, people that were mistreated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a monster. There, something else about McCartney I wanted to bring up. Oh, oh, he finally <laughs> came out last week or this week and blamed Lennon. Yes, that I had well, that story. Yes. He said, but listen, let me set this... the record straight. Yeah, no, let Don go. Yeah, go ahead, He said, I, you know, I was, a, I was the public person that said, I am leaving the Beatles, but that was after a couple of months where John walked into the room and said, I don't want to be in the band anymore, and we couldn't talk about it. So let me set the record straight. John broke up the Beatles. And I'm like, good for you. John? That's, uh, that's... Rebuttal? 
Well, I'm, there's no rebuttal. It's just that that has always been out there that that story, uh, because any if like Alan Klein's biography, uh, if you read that, he basically was the reason they wouldn't say anything publicly. Mm. He said it's going to screw up the business end. Don't don't yeah. say anything publicly. But all of that, I mean, I you know, you already I've known knew it for for twenty thirty years. I, that it was Lenin that wanted to break everything up and yeah. said, let's break it up. But McCartney got blamed because he, he put blamed. out the solo album and said, you know, here I go. Oh, yeah, yeah got to get on with your life. But yeah. let's face it, it wasn't Lennon. It was Yoko Ono. I mean, no, come like... on. <laughs> <laughs> Once a year, Kitty. McCartney even a, said in this, this is story. This is a song. <laughs> Four minutes this, of that. That's a song. In the story oh. Don has, McCartney even <laughs> says, Yoko Ono didn't break up the Beatles and she had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Just they were a loving couple, that's all. One of the things I love about the movie Spinal Tap so much is the Yoko character <laughs> oh, that comes yes. in. Uh, yeah. David St. Hubbins, uh, his girlfriend, comes in and says, well, may, was it recorded in Dublin? <laughs> Dublin. <laughs> instead, instead of Dolby. Oh, and Dublin. The whole, the whole band looks at her like, WT, <laughs> what, what? <laughs> The, uh, one of the great uh, bumper stickers I ever saw on a keyboard case. I was watching a band uh, unload and start setting up, and he had a big sticker on there that says, I still blame Yoko. No, oh <laughs> so my that's, gosh. All, that's all it said. <laughs> so I'm seeing, I was really checking this. Uh, the Stones are going to be at U.S. Bank Stadium October 24th. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever, done Seen them? No. Do you have any desire? Um, yes, but I don't want to pay these prices. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you're clicking down in a section I'd want to be in. When I was in music radio, I could get in for free. Right. Now I don't want to pay $496. Right. Uh, I've never seen them, and for some reason, I don't have any desire. Okay. And I don't, hate, I don't hate them at all. I, I love the Stones. I just, the desire isn't there. Did I ever tell you about the time I, we hung out with Ronnie Wood? No. No. So, Ronnie, uh, it was the early days, of my early days at 1500, probably still in the late 80s. I was working with a guy named Bob Yates. Every Friday, we would do an afternoon show, three hours, from Hubert's. Hubert's was right across the street from the Dome, right? Okay. So uh, we'd sit there and do live shows. And Ron Wood was on a book tour because evidently he released a book of drawings. Does that sound right, John? Yeah, he's uh, he's an artist, yes. He's an artist, and uh, he did CCO first, and they brought him over to the bar, and we said, and by the way, this is the only autograph I can remember ever asking for. I had Ron Wood autograph a paper plate for me and um, <laughs> immediately lost it. You did? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not an autograph person. It didn't mean anything yeah. to me. And uh, he sat down, and while he was on the air with us for, I'd say, 45 minutes, 50 wow, minutes. Wow, you had him for that long? He, Don, he drank about a dozen Jack and Cokes. I have never seen anybody drink so much. Really? So fast. Yeah, it was amazing. It was in the morning, too? or No, no it was, it was a, three to, a three to six show. Did he have a show that night? No, he was just on okay. a book tour all alone. Oh, okay, he's on a book tour. Yeah, sorry about that. And I think he's... Uh, after that, he he went through uh, treatment, didn't he? Uh -huh. 2010. I was just looking at that, actually. He got clean yeah. in 2010. Yeah. Boy, that was 2010. That was 
20 years after this happened. Oh, boy. I mean, he was really putting them down, and he showed no sign of being intoxicated. Wow. So he was probably, it just caught up to him. That yeah. can't I think how difficult it would be to stop drinking after being like an alcoholic like for that yeah. long. I just like, really commend people that yeah. can do that. Yeah, that's totally, you know, and I totally understand why you have to go away for, you know, two weeks, a month, two months to do it mm -hmm. because, oh, my God. And we lost a really close friend, Don. Um, I think you were working there when we lost her uh, who had an alcohol problem. Oh. I know. I'm still crushed about it because she was just so awesome. I never met um, her, but yeah. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. I oh, didn't, my God. I heard she was so, so many wonderful. Fun stories. Oh, gosh. So wonderful. We're talking about Tammy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I, I am unduly influenced by people like this. So after our show ended, Roycey was there. And at the time, Dawn, this was before I stopped drinking uh, gin, I was drinking gin martinis. And Roycey loves getting people drunk. And they just yeah. kept coming and kept coming. And then a bunch of twins walked in. And I met Tom Kelly absolutely <laughs> bleep-faced, embarrassingly so. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And I never had the courage to go meet him again. Not that he would remember me, but I was just so ashamed of my uh, acute wow. alcohol uh, oh, yeah, you're that, uh, you're that drunk guy, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what kind of ego did I have? Oh, I can never meet him again because I'm so ashamed. Oh, my God, I can't, I can't remember. remember Give me you. a break. Right. right, right. Who are you again, dum-dum? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. He's, oh, a lot. Got... He's on um, a podcast with Dana Gould that I listen to a lot. Tom Kelly? Yeah, they're very, very good friends. The baseball player? Or the manager? Twins? No. Oh, no, no, no. Tom Kenny? Is that no, what you Ke said? Kelly. Oh, Tom Kenny is the voice of um, SpongeBob, I think. Yeah. And he, and he, oh, that sounds really interesting. He does really a bunch of different voices, and he's he's great. He's an announcer. I'm sorry. I thought you said Kenny. And I'm like, with, oh. With Dana Gould. Oh, yeah, I that, love Dana Gould. That's a good show. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we've had Royce, or not Roycey, uh, we've had Tom Kelly on when we were on the radio a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah, understated, laid back, doesn't uh, very dry does, sense of humor. Doesn't waste a lot of words. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Yes, sir. Oh, it's my turn. Let me go back to my other page here. Uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, last week, I don't know if you guys bought tickets, but the Powerball was huge. Oh, oh no, last week. I didn't. Uh, it was up to seven hundred million dollars, and uh, they were Jeez. doing the. Uh, yeah, uh, KSLA Television's a CBS affiliate in Shreveport. And they were walking around to stores doing the, the bit, you know, where you stick the microphone in front right. of people's faces when they buy what a ticket. What you spend it on? Yep, yeah. exactly. Well, uh, a man identified only as James was being interviewed by Corey Johnson of KSLA. Uh, and uh, he was quite frank with what he'd do. He uh, said, yeah. quote, well, I'm definitely going to get a new supercharged Mustang with dual exhaust and about... Five kilos of cocaine, and I'll be good to go. <laughs> oh, God. I, I mean, didn't, I didn't just, hear that. Oh, God. The, uh, it's really great because the reporter just pivots so well. She goes, yep. so you like yep. muscle cars, do you? I mean, yeah, it was perfect. Like, it was great. perfect. Oh, my perfect. gosh. What a pro she was. But he seemed like, it was like straight out of, um, oh, my gosh. What's that Will Ferrell movie where, where he's down south? He's a race car driver. Oh, uh, Rick, Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Uh, he was uh, right out of uh, 
That movie for sure. <laughs> how much weight Talladega is, Nights? Uh, Talladega, Talladega Nights. Nights. Thank you. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm googling how much weight is a kilo. It's two point two. One kilo is two point two pounds. Sure, he Holy wants to crap. save up. I guess. 10, 11, 12 that's pounds a lot. Of coke. That's a lot of blow. Wow. <laughs> uh, the uh, did you? Uh, if you followed this all the way, then the anchor started talking, or the uh, reporter started talking with the anchor back in the studio. Just oh, yeah. boom, it was perfect. She said, I don't like cars. I don't know what I'd do with all that money. I'd well, have to sit on it and pray for a day. None <laughs> of them acknowledged the coke. The cocaine, nope. no, Did, of course not. Not at all. Nope. No, no, because that's that's TV for you. That's not radio. See, right. we would yeah. lean into yeah. the cocaine. We'd be yeah. like, tell oh us God. more yes. about yes. that. Well, where does a guy get 12 pounds of blow? Come on. <laughs> that's probably my first question. Tell source, right. <laughs> uh, James did not win, by the way. Somebody won in one person. Won the entire thing in California, seven hundred. No kidding. Uh, seven hundred yeah. million. I'm sorry. Seven hundred million. Yeah. Mm. So he's still driving an '89 uh, Pontiac <laughs> and uh, snorting meth. Poor oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably. That's right. That's the lower version of each of those oh. things. Yes. <laughs> oh man. I don't have any idea about how much cocaine it like I haven't been around cocaine or done it so I just don't know like how I've much always, you need for a night I just don't have any idea I, I've always hated what cocaine does to people so I've always avoided sure. I just hate it I've always hated it it's yeah. uh yeah and I've lost friends over it too it's oh, like you gosh. know what sorry I'm not uh, yeah I can quit people really easy yeah and if if you're doing blow all night uh I'm, I'm done with you, yeah. No yeah, more. I've never done acid because of what people are like on acid, friends that I've had that are yeah, like, I'm, yeah. they're seeing stuff coming out of walls, and this was in college, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'd have to take care of them because they were so upset, yeah, and I thought, yeah. oh, this is awful. Yeah. I'm never doing that. I, I hate babysitting adults. It, it's yeah. same with drinking, yeah. too. I had some friends that... You know, four drinks in, and uh, you're a babysitter the rest of the night. It's like, yeah. oh, God, I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, remember the Robin Williams line about cocaine? Uh, he said, people always say, oh, well, it accentuates everything about you. And he goes, what if I'm an ass bleep? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it makes it, yeah. I actually left a friend uh, one night in Eau Claire. Um, because he was locked upstairs at his brother. We went to a party in Eau Claire, and he went upstairs, and this was before crack was called crack. They were uh, making it right there. Uh, and they were upstairs, Fresh hunkered batch. down. Yeah, hunkered down. And uh, <laughs> finally, I got sick of waiting, and we took off and left. And I uh, left him there. Got a call at about 8 a.m. He was absolutely livid and was going to murder us if we didn't go back and get him. Oh, uh, no, because he didn't yeah. have a ride home. Right. And he was in right. hell. Well, did yeah. you go get him? Yeah, we went to go. Oh, I, I, I don't want to get murdered. Yeah. yeah, I don't want anybody <laughs> to be in that much stress. But like I said, you know, then it was over. You just quit the guy, you know. Sorry. No, no yeah. more yeah. you. Don't want yeah. that again. Yep. Well, that was a real bring down. <laughs> well, let's talk, we can talk about going up into space if you want to, since that yeah. was happening today. John, you got suckered in, didn't you? I did. I did. I watched the whole thing. Oh, great. Now, did you notice the shape of the rocket? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. it's hard hard not to. Oh. Yeah, marital oh. aid, sex toy. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. Looks like uh, Slate.com investigated this. They wanted to know why Jeff Bezos' rocket looks exactly like a penis. Uh, so... 
apparently it has to do with the aerodynamics, this phallic design. Uh, the shape was designed to optimize cabin space. Also, for us, <laughs> what? <laughs> What's uh-huh. wrong? I don't know. It's just, it's just uh, my mind's in the gutter. Okay. Cabin space. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Okay. Yeah. Um, it was designed to optimize cabin space for up to six passengers and maximize the rocket's stability when coming back to Earth. Uh, also, really big windows so they can see out the side. But it is really, I mean, even um, our very own. Um, Steve Peterson, as he calls himself, uh, Steve Patterson was like, why does that look like a wiener? Boy, that sure looks like a wiener, you know? It's just... Uh, that would be Steve who would refer to it as a wiener. Yeah. I, and then he just couldn't listen to Don anymore. He goes, I just keep looking at that. When's it going to take off? So there's a reason for it. Uh, now they, these are the these are really short flights, right? So Shatner's yeah. already home, right? He's home. Oh, yeah. he's he's back. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. back. It, it was like, like what is it? Four minutes or something that they're. No, up there? I think it was eleven. Ooh, today. eleven. It was, yeah, yeah, so, because the rocket separates at four, and okay. then they're up in the capsule. It just barely gets into space, and then comes back down. And they, you don't have to wear the helmet or the breathing stuff or any of that nonsense. No, Everything's I don't think so. No, nope, zero gravity. So there's potential that Shatner's already down for his afternoon nap right now, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. There is, yes. <laughs> it's true. Amazing. He very nimbly uh, crawled out of the rocket, so uh, I watched him get out and Did he have any really smile. weird, weird William Shatner quotes for us? No, he gave a big hug to Jeff Bezos and... Uh, they chatted a little bit, and that was about it. Wow. Does Bezos go up on everyone? No, he wasn't up there. He greeted them. At the, the the capsule lands in a it's a deserty area in, in Texas, and uh, then everybody comes, make sure everybody's okay, and then pretty soon all the family and Bezos and everybody yes. comes out and greets okay. them. I know this is dark, but let's say how many people were on this uh, spaceship? Four, Four on this flight. Yep. But uh, it can hold six. Why not maximize it? Get a couple well, of other people in there. I'll, t- I'll tell you why, right here. Because if that thing crashes and you're one of the other people on that on that spaceship, the world won't know your name because all to, they'll talk about is, yeah. is William, is Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Will you even be an also noted? Probably not. Nobody well, knows your other, name. The other people today, two of them paid for it. Uh, they wanted to go oh, up in space. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the other person is a vice president at Bezos's company. Okay. Uh, so that's who was on the flight today, besides William Shatner. If I was scheduled to go, I would back out if I knew Shatner was on board. That dude's weird. I, I, it can just he talk your ear. What do you think he's going to do in that 11 minutes? Oh, he just wouldn't shut up. I'm sure he's just blah, blah, blah the I whole time. I love William Shatner. God, oh, leave him so... alone. He's so weird. Oh, oh on great. Twitter. He's, You're weird he's wonderful too. on Twitter. Yeah. I know, but I'm lovable. Oh. Well, well. I liked those old records he used to put out, William Shatner, oh, where he God. would just talk and it was like they very were the echoey. Worst. Oh gosh. Yeah. Welcome Lucy. to the jungle. Yeah. In the or, sky. No, yeah. yeah. With diamonds. With diamonds. Yeah. God, that would be great to walk down the aisle to if I ever got married, you know? People would be so confused. They'd be like, what is this place? What's happening? Uh, there was, uh, uh, we talked about this, Kenny and I, a little bit off, uh, off show today. Uh, the old show, Boston Legal, which was a boring show, but at the end, oh. he and James Spader would sit on a balcony for five minutes and talk. Best scenes ever. Oh, 
and if, if I remember right, some of it wasn't necessarily about what played out on the show, right? Correct. Yeah, and it, it, it could have dealt with almost anything, yes. Yeah, in, including current events. Uh, yeah. I mean, it stuck to the show mostly, but there were things that obviously were put in there just for the you sake know, of fun. Now that I think about it, those two are equally weird. Spader's a weird Spader's, dude. Yes. Uh, yeah. they, sh- yes. they, they should somehow find a vehicle for those two to hook those two up again. Maybe well, William Spader's Shatner still, uh, yeah, should just join the blacklist, that show uh, that Spader yeah, does. That would be say. great. And that's yeah. uh, sp- uh, that's his show right now? Yeah, The Blacklist. The Blacklist, yeah. yeah. It's going into its ninth season, I think. I actually watch it. I, I Do enjoy you like Spader. it? I like uh, Spader mostly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, if he weren't in it, uh, there's no way I would have been Ooh, watching it I this bet, long. I bet the network knows that too, or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's the executive producer. And in fact, they just uh, a warning, spoiler alert: they yeah. killed off the female star at the end of last season. Oh wow! Uh, so now he's the main character. I'll be curious to see what they do Ooh, with I the show. I don't so. think I've even heard of it. Really, what it's is, been what on. What is this the concept? What is it season? about? Oh, it's very complicated. Uh, he's an international crime figure, and okay. uh, a woman that we thought was his daughter, the one that got killed off, uh, is an FBI agent. Oh, so he's a uh, bad guy. He's Spader? a bad guy, but th- but then he starts working with an FBI task force to find people on the blacklist, oh. who, people who are causing damage to the world in various ways are bad guys. So he's helping the FBI arrest them, but in doing this, he's also helping his own fortunes as a crime uh, lord or whatever you would call it. Uh, um, it's, it gets a bit complicated, <laughs> needless to say. Oh, wow. M- McLean, why do I know everything about every show out there right now from working with you and Jason and Alexis, but I've never heard of this show? Oh, well, the there's hell? so many shows. You can't keep track of them. I mean, we're talking yeah. about the ones we're interested in and the top shows that are coming out that people are talking about. Plus, I think this is this is a network show, and I think now network shows aren't seen as as good or important or whatever. So I think yeah. you tend to talk about cable shows or you know, right. Netflix, Hulu, whatever. And this one is an NBC show. Yeah, that's so been. true. I barely watch network TV anymore. Yep. Yeah. Same with me. They don't let Kenny, John. They don't let Kenny pick the topics because it would be uh, Archer. Um, um, uh, trailer Park Boys yes, and yes. Letter Kenny. Those yes. are, that would be the three shows we talk about every and single day. And Barnyard Builders. You love that. Uh, barnwood Builders. Barnyard Builders, barnwood. right? Barnwood. Barnwood. Barnwood, okay. barnwood And you would also love to talk about Oak Island. Yes, and Oak Island. Yep, bar- those are the only shows I watch. I'm that, with you on Archer and Trailer Park Boys. The other ones, well, I can't go with I would. There, I would do a whole show on Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> oh, those guys. Oh, my God. They're, I love them so awesome. much. I, it's gotten kind just, of eh, but. Yeah, yeah. It's Well, they've jumped the shark years they did. ago. Yes, they did. Yes, when yeah, they went to, to Netflix. First few, yeah, first few, five years maybe. Oh, quality yeah. oh, quality yeah. programming. Oh, for Minnesota's sure. Newest, uh, <laughs> Minnesota's newest car club, they're called the Minnesota Motorheads, and they celebrate all manner of cool vehicles, especially hot rods. But caveat, it doesn't have to be a hot rod. Just make it cool uh, of any manner. Uh, but this club... Uh, they've got a much higher purpose in life. They got organized with the sole purpose to raise funds to support 
the Eagles Healing Nest, based in Sauk Center. Now, uh, the Eagles Healing Nest, what they do, they help veterans, service members, and their families who suffer from uh, invisible wounds of uh, war, like PTSD and and the uh, the like. You can check them out on Facebook. Uh, There you can learn about their upcoming events, their meets, and how you can help the Eagles Healing Nest and look into joining. And when you're on the Mid-Minnesota Motorheads Facebook page, uh, be sure to like, comment, and share that page. It's a great way to spread the word. Uh, And it's a great new car club that benefits veterans. Let's take care of our veterans. It's called the Mid-Minnesota Motorheads. You can check them out on Facebook. Awesome. Whose turn is it to entertain me? (sighs) Oh, oh, wait, wait. We talked about this this morning on the Jason and Alexis show. And uh, our producer, um, what's, what's our producer's name? Pete? Uh, Jeff, uh, Keith, uh, um, he sent me a story about haunted golf courses in North America. Ooh. And that's kind of a swing and a miss because I, 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 it, it just it reads like clickbait. You uh-huh. know what I mean? You see a wonderful headline and that's then you... because it's Halloween season. You click on it and it's like, well, what am I doing reading this? But you're not but, slamming the, our producer for doing prep for you, are you? No, no. Okay. I'm not slamming Ross, who I've known since he was a, a child. No, I'm making fun <laughs> of him. That's really nice of him. But you had a wonderful story this morning on the Jason and Alexis show about Booze, I know. You guys, booze. I don't even drink anymore, and I almost bought a $140 bottle of vodka. I clicked, I almost wow. clicked on buy. 140 Now, the reason why it's that expensive is because it's called the Paranormal Reserve, and it was aged in haunted locations. Um, and mm. they basically, you can choose. Um, it was rested for seven days in three of America's most haunted houses, which I would, you know, I'm a paranormal investigator. I would probably not, uh, some of them I'm like, I don't know about that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the Velisca Axe Murder House, um, this is in Iowa. It was, um, it's a really Axe. terrifying place. Um, it, there was a murder of many people there, a whole family in 1912 and nobody was ever caught and it is really haunted like that is a place where paranormal investigators go you get a lot of evidence and they used uh who was it one perpetrator used an axe they don't know but they're thinking yeah yeah and um a little girl who was spending the night over there actually i think two little girls were also in the home at the time they were visiting and so it was like nine people murdered or something Anyway, um, it brings a lot of curious tourists each year. They do tours, and also you can spend the night there, which is what the kind of thing that my group does. <laughs> and you found evidence, right? And you found what you consider evidence. Yeah, there are people I know who are paranormal investigators who will, will never go there. They're like, I'm never going there because they're too scared. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty freaky. And then the second place that they... Um, they put this vodka in to age is the trans allegheny lunatic asylum which is also very famous with investigators uh and that was housed 2400 patients oh there's all kinds of hauntings that go on there uh a lot of people got lobotomies there like 900 people were lobotomized in the 1950s and that um didn't work well for them 
Well, are you playing the drums right now, Kenny? Lobotomy. Oh, Every time God. somebody says lobotomy, I think of the song. Oh, Lord. And then the farm that's in uh, The Conjuring. Wait, 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 stop a second. They actually call it the lunatic farm? Um, the, the lunatic asylum. It's the Trans-Allegheny not, lunatic yeah, asylum. That is not woke. Uh, let me just yeah, say that. Well, is that's not what it was called in the You 50s. could just as well call it the Twitch Farm because that is not woke. It's not great. I know. It doesn't run anymore. It's closed down, but that's what they called it. And sure, people would go sure. there and they were like, yeah. hey, lobotomies are great. And then they just, oh, you know. Oh, God, no. They're yeah. awful. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people died there. Um, and then the farm from um, The Conjuring, like the real story of The Conjuring, have you ever seen that movie? Uh, no, I okay. don't watch no, those kind of movies. You don't? I, 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 oh, God, no. That They scare me. No. Okay. Well, it's The Conjuring House. Most people that are listening will know what it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's based on uh, the investigation by Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are arguably the most famous paranormal investigators, next to, like, Hans Holzer, uh, who... Uh, did they they investigated the Amityville Horror House? So right. you know they're they're very well known, and they are both deceased now. Actually, Lorraine just died this year. Uh, but anyway, this vodka you can buy it right now. If there are any left, um, you can go to paranormalreserve.com. I don't even want to say because should I buy this liquor? No, of course not. Don't. They'll no. ship it to yeah. me. It's one hundred and forty bucks. You're you're buying it for the you're buying it for the label alone. And to know because that it was con- aged, yeah. But uh, there's th- where where it was aged isn't going to have any effect on it, is it? And that won't in turn have any effect on you, will it? Is it haunted though? After you keep it there for seven That's days in mean. the floorboards, you know? I mean, you never know. I don't even drink anymore. I would just like to give it to my team uh, during a party that we're having and see everybody else get drunk on it and possibly <laughs> see possessed. How that goes. Yeah. Um, did you guys do your event yet? No. Your, when is that? That is uh, October 29th and 30th at the Lexington. And there are a few tickets left if people want to get tickets to this. It's um, we, in, we investigated the Lexington. We do this. Well, this is the third time we've done it. They ask us to come. And then we uh, find evidence there because it is very, very haunted. And then we present that evidence at this paranormal cocktail party. So you can get tickets at thelexmn.com. What causes a haunting? What has to happen, as far in your opinion or what you know, to for that to happen, for ghosts to appear, either good, evil, or otherwise? Um, well, I think they're with us all the time. They're everywhere. They're in this room. They're in this building for sure. Um, they, you know, people don't, they have unfinished business. They just died sometimes in a way where they just don't want to let go. They don't want to move on, whatever is out there. Uh, people that had a really bad time if they were murdered, and they just, that's like a residual haunting usually that happens where it's just an endless loop. Like people will see a lady in white, and she's walking by the window, but you cannot communicate with her. That's a residual haunting. And then if it's if you can have some normal conversation which we did at the lexington with a spirit um or two or three then that is that's different they're hanging around because they enjoy the place i mean the lexington had wakes in there did you know that 
Yeah, I did. <laughs> Way back yeah. in the day. Yeah, just bring your body in. We all love this restaurant. Let's have the wake at the Lexington. Well, um, they used to have them right in houses. Yeah. You know, instead of churches or, or wherever, or meeting places. Uh, I know my ancestors had a lot of them in their house, yeah. um, which is just down the road from me. Um, hey, what's uh, you your might story, wanna, Kenny? You might want to save a ticket for Such because he's very interested about this, and he won't yeah. shut up about it off the air. Oh, seriously? He, no, he yeah. bugs. So if he's there when you leave, talk to him about oh, it. Oh, I will. Yeah, I'll grab him a ticket. I think there's tickets left for Saturday night. My story is, and I've never, ever told anybody this, including my parents, but, uh, and I have to guess when it was. I, I was born in 65. I'm going to say this was right around 70, 71. One channel, uh, one TV channel would come in, and cartoons would start like at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning, right? Uh, so I'm up at 6 o'clock sitting on the couch watching the test pattern. And uh, I'm facing the TVs in front of me. The stairway to go upstairs is to my right. And I turn over and see a woman uh, in all white, like a nightgown or mm-hmm. a, a housecoat, uh, walking up the stairs, only I didn't see any feet. And she made no uh, attempt at going fast, um, just went up the stairs and up to the second floor. And I just sat there and I'm like, what in the hell was that? <laughs> but there was no fear in me. It didn't send yeah. me screaming. It didn't. It didn't cause any kind of anything. But I've never ever forgot it. And you were like six. Yeah, I was really really yeah. young, and I thought, eh, I'm, I'm full of BS, and I've got an imagination, and, and that probably didn't happen. But yet, I've never forgot it ever. Oh my gosh! And, wow. and I've forgotten a lot. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's really, you know, it is not common that people see full-bodied apparitions. I've never seen one. And I've been you never doing, have. No, I've never seen one. I do get messages from them, and they show me who they are in my mind. I, I see them, and then I get their names and stuff. How um, do you sleep? Um, with drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trazodone. Yes, trazodone. Yeah, yes, trazodone. Yes. The greatest, the greatest non-narcotic sleep medicine ever made. Yes, uh, folks, exactly. ask ask your doctors about trazodone. It's you won't. Truly, you won't, right? Yeah, no, you won't get addicted. I mean, uh, before that, I I've never slept well, and um, sounds like a commercial for trazodone now. Um, no, but I yeah I was woken up in the night. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's just this year has been pretty intense because all of this started happening to me on this level in about, like, March or so. Post-COVID, right? Yeah, I had COVID really bad, and I also was very, very depressed last winter. Right. And um, there were times when I had COVID, and I had, like, uh, I had a fever for 21 days, and I had, like, fever dreams. Have you ever had like a fever dream? But I, oh, yeah. but yeah. you guys, yes. for 21 days, you feel like you're going crazy. Like I would close totally. my eyes to try to rest, and I would see horrific scenes, demons, like all this awful stuff that I couldn't turn off, and yeah. it really, really scared me. I feel like oh, I was. I don't wow. know if you're religious or anything. If uh, you know, even if you aren't, I really do feel like I was brought out of that by spiritual wow. beings. Yeah. Oh, you're, I bet your Protected. mom loved that. Oh, yeah. My mom. Yeah. My mom is so, very Catholic. Answer me a question. <laughs> um, do, you, do you think that uh, suicides are more prone 
to result in haunting mm-hmm. or ghosts lingering. Yes. The reason I brought this up is because I told you off the air about a month or two ago, I can't remember when, a friend of mine up here bought a farm. Mm-hmm. And in one of the machine sheds, you know, we call it a machine shed where you just store machines, mm-hmm. um, the original owner or the son of the original owner went up there one day, locked up all the doors, mm-hmm. turned on the tractor, sat on the tractor until he was gone. Oh. And, and I told you this, and I said... Do you think there's a haunting there? And you, without hesitation, said, "Oh yes, absolutely." Yeah. What do you base that on? Well, they are sad, and they are not confident that they want to live anymore, um, and so they're really stuck in what's happening in their physical life. So they really are stuck in a pattern where they can't get out of the pain that they're in here. And so they didn't resolve it. Like we all go through struggles in life and I am not throwing any shade at, you know, right. you know well, right. I guess they're gone now, but you know what I mean by, right. by that choice. Uh, but right. Right. they haven't, like we get through things. It's difficult sometimes. I've had very bad very. moments in my life. Yeah. But um, we make it through. And unfortunately, these people didn't, have the tools to find a way to make it through for whatever reason they weren't taught it they just they couldn't feel like they could talk to anybody they you know whatever reason it was so they don't that pain is still there and so they don't leave they stick around usually or they replay the moment so you see or sense you know i mean we've had several barn hangings that we people will see you know uh around this area for sure when right. I say several, I mean a handful. But, um, you know, they'll, people will see things in their barn and people haunt, you know, there are people that die that right. way in the country. Right. And um, Yeah, farmers committing suicide is not a new thing. Yeah. No. And I they mean, don't no. want it to be a mess. They don't want to use a gun. They don't right. want anyone to have to. This is right. very dark material. Sorry. But no, that is, I think it's like out of um, courtesy to their family, even though it's right. horrific to see them there. You know, yeah. it's horrific, but it's a less messy way to go, I guess. Right. No, that's understandable. John, have mm-hmm. you ever had any kind of, any of this? Haunting? None. Are you a bo- uh, I, am I a believer? Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, that was my uh, next am, question. I don't know. I, uh, sometimes I'm skeptic, but there are weird things I think that happen. Uh, I'll give you a weird, for instance, and uh, Dawn, this is kind of not at all what you guys are talking oh, about, yeah. but uh, my dad... Uh, before he died, he spent five years with dementia Mm. and he couldn't, he basically couldn't speak anymore. There'd be a lot of gibberish, but he always said the number four, 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 four. So there are, there are periods where I, if I look at a a clock or if I look and it's, it's always four, 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 uh, you know, it's four forty four or three, three fours will pop up. See, something like that gives me pause to go. "Hmm." Oh Yeah. And and it's not just once or twice. It's a lot. It's constant. Yeah, yeah it's constant. So I John, saying. for most of us, it's eleven eleven. Uh, mm. I know Donna always makes note of eleven eleven. Yeah. Uh, huh. I, and and um, I always do too. And it's crazy when you see eleven eleven, four forty four. So maybe well, I'm just throwing oh, this out that's there. But maybe your dad wasn't able to communicate with you the way he wanted to, and he wanted to let you know that he would give you a sign that he was with you. And so yeah, that's, and that's why he kept repeating it. And so now he's gone and you get to experience that he's with you. Yes. And that's how I take it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, sometimes I'm skeptical, but with this, it just seems to me 
natural that this is what he is doing. He's saying, hey, how you doing? I'm going, that's hey, a, how you doing, Dad? You know. That's that fantastic. Kind of thing. He could, the only other thing he could do when he had dementia was every now and then a swear word would pop out. It was hysterical. Oh, that's <laughs> always funny. Just, it'd be, and then you'd hear. Yeah. F! Bleep. Exactly. And then back to, four, 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 four. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's the only, you know, experience I've ever had. Wow. What about your dead friends in dreams? Uh-huh. What am I? I frequently have. Uh, I have yeah. had a couple of really good friends that are gone now, and from time to time, uh, I'll have a dream about one of them. Yeah. And sometimes they talk, and well, maybe they talk. Okay. I'm not so if sure. their mouth is not moving, if it's a dream, I also. I'm uh, more and more weird as this podcast goes on. People <laughs> no, are like, this wow. is fascinating. I also no, went to the School of Metaphysics for a couple of years, much to my mother's <laughs> chagrin. Um, but I learned how to interpret dreams. Uh, so they say that it is a visitation from a spirit. They're visiting you in the dream if they don't speak, they don't talk. And they're just, they're communicating with you mind to mind, and they don't really say anything. Um, they mm. might be talking to you, but their mouth doesn't move. It usually oh. means that they're really there. I mean, they're wow. they're really coming to you in a dream yeah. state. Interesting. Huh. I always talk to them. You talk to them? I, yeah. Try to pay or, attention to see if they're, him. yeah. See if he is just uh, like giving you, you know, mind to mind. More and more yeah. recently here, and it's just started within the last year or so, I, uh, during a dream, I know that I'm dreaming. Oh, that's great. And uh, I'm like, well, this is a dream. Mm-hmm. Let's see where this goes, just because it's so weird. And it usually stays fairly weird. <laughs> okay. But, but yeah, that's The fact great. that I know that I'm dreaming lets me to keep sleeping. Well, it's actually an advanced form of dreaming and dream work. Like we would, some people say they don't remember their dreams at all. And so we tell them to take a pad of paper, write the date on the top and your name, you know, like 10, 13, 21, Don McLean, and then write, I will remember my dreams. And then you keep oh. doing that night after night until you will. And then you write oh. them on the pad and it does work. Uh, so then you get to a point where you are able to be lucid in your dreams. That's kind of an advanced state, which happens rarely with people unless they're very much in control of their life. That's what it means. It means that you have recognized that you have control over your conscious life experiences. So you sometimes don't feel in control of things. You feel like you're a victim of life. And then there are other times, which sounds like recently, where you're like, okay, I have the ability to control and change my environment. It's up to me to change things. This just started happening since I moved up here. Yeah, that was a big change for you. That was a really good positive change. Like, I don't have to be here. I can choose to be happy somewhere else. And the further away you are from us, the happier we are. <laughs> I'm hanging on by every word she says. And then she blasts me with a zinger. Oh, wow. God. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, all right, McLean. That's why I love you. Uh, I want you all to get on the list right now. I'm talking about Aim High Construction, MN.com. Aim High Construction. Uh, they can tackle 
just about any job that needs doing construction-wise. I'm talking roofing, siding, decking, remodels, restorations, brand new, build up uh, from the ground up. Yeah, Aim High Construction can do that. And they can help with design consultation. If you're thinking about a new kitchen or bath but don't know where to go with it or a, a new room in the basement, full-service company obsessed with quality craftsmanship and honest service here in Minnesota and Wisconsin. And I've witnessed this uh, myself. The Aim High Construction MN is the reason we were able to get the price we did for our, our house. They really helped force the equity, allowing us to sell and get the hell out of that town. Uh, but here's the deal. Since hooking up with GL a couple of years ago, their calendar, full. So if you've got an interior job, now is the time to do it because they'd love to be able to do it in the winter when the snow is flying. So they're booking uh, for months down the road. But uh, if Say you've got some hail damage or siding or something that you need to be done. Give them a call. I mean, maybe they can fit you in. You don't know unless you ask. It's aimhighconstructionmn.com. Be sure to tell Chris, the owner, that you're a GLer or a my talker and that you listen to the Krabby Show when you call or message them. That's aimhighconstructionmn.com. Ross, hit that music. All right, well, that was fascinating. Uh, Don, I really enjoyed those ghost stories, and I enjoyed leaning on you for dream interpretation. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.